LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. I think when sometimes people talk about toughening up, this part they they are trying to they are trying to capture something that does occur in the burnout picture, which is most people who are burning out cope by fleeing, not facing. Mm. So what they'll do is they will, uh, it's almost like a procrastinator's picture. Um, they will they will flee their work early in the week. So they haven't done much on Monday. They've got to do something on Tuesday. There are big meetings on Wednesday. They start something on Thursday. and But before they know it, there's too much work to do for Sunday. And so they've been fleeing; they haven't been facing. Um, and it's it's a really unfortunate thing because the anxiety that people feel about the workload that they have naturally leads to some sort of avoidance. But the thing that they fear, which is being overwhelmed by the, their work, becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. In that you, the thing that you fear becomes a real thing to fear because if I say to you, okay, you've got to walk from here to my house, and you go, thanks a lot, John, that's a bit of a walk. I prefer mm. to drive. And go, no, you can't drive. And then you say to me, how long How long do I have? And I say, well, mate, just be there for dinner. And you go, no trouble. But then if you fear the walk and then you delay the walk and then uh, I give you a call at 5.30 or something or other and you go, well, I've got to do it now. And I say, mate, you're not going to make it. Mm. And so it becomes a stressful, very stressful situation. So people say toughen up. On one level, I get what they're, what they're trying to tap into. We've got to face stuff. Mm. And that's a big part of curing the burnout scenario. But toughening up or accepting or normalising mm. burnout is just unwise. Yeah. Right, last question. Um, for people who are... Um, in ministry who might be feeling like they're on the edge of burnout or in burnout or even people who are feeling healthy at the moment in order not to approach that point, any any advice of things to, to do or look out for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there are so many great things you can do. First and foremost, I'd think, um, uh, think of your physical self the way that you are. So um, well, a, a very helpful strategy is just to start exercising. Um, we are made to move and we've got to ask itself a question, well, how much movement have I had? One of the best ways to get rid of all the cortisol, which is, of course, the hormone that comes from stress, uh, is to exercise, go for a run, uh, even a walk, uh, go to the gym mm. um, is a really productive thing to do. So that's the first step. The second thing is we've got to tidy up our sleep habits. I think so many of us, um, so many of us uh, uh, have... And, that is mucked around and partly that's quite understandable because when we're stressed it's more difficult to sleep uh, but there is no amount of YouTube at 11 o'clock that will help you sleep better <laughs> as, far, as far as I can tell and as far as I've tried you've you know, done studies on that though uh, just my own personal <laughs> um, uh, so what we need to do is we need to switch off the internet at a particular time and we need to have a schedule for our sleep one of the greatest one of the most common uh, risk factors for uh, insomnia is, uh, or it's a maintenance factor rather than a risk factor, is uh, too much time in bed awake. 
So we've got to we've got to develop a schedule. We've got to have some rhythm to it. It's a bit like a metronome on the on above the piano. We're going to have a set rising time. We're going to have a set going to bed time, and we can't spend too much time in bed awake. So you see there, what we're doing is physical first, and but then moving in close to the heart. You know, we might think of things like um, behavioural, and there we have you've got to face stuff. You can't flee from your stuff. But you've got to face your work is one thing, but you've got to face yourself and the only way that can happen is that you connect. So one minister I was speaking to, we just started to wonder and consider, you know, things more broadly for him uh, and he had sleep apnea. So he went and got a test and he got put on CPAP and, you know, prognostically this is really good because his energy can come back and his concentration can come back further down the track. Mm. Um, So to consider to face yourself, and to face your workload, to set targets and get on top of stuff. So there's a physical thing, there's a behavioural thing, a way of coping, there's a cognitive thing. We've got to, you know, snap out of, for want of a better phrase, that sort of dissociated state, that presenteeism that mm. we can sometimes get. We turn up to work, we you know, use the Bundy clock, we Bundy on, mm. we're there and... You know, you know, you know. Sometimes the people that you work with, when they yawn at, at you know ten o'clock, most people that work with yawn when I'm talking to them. That's <laughs> how the whole conversation goes. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this isn't good. Uh, 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 and so what we what we need to do is we need to uh, you know check in with uh, ourselves. And we've got to set targets and get on top of stuff so that we feel like we can have some control back. We've got to do things that give us energy. Mm. Um, It is not sustainable uh, to have really infrequent connectedness. Um, And so we've got to dose up. We don't ask honest questions like, when was the last time you had a laugh with a friend? Mm. And when was the last time you had a laugh with your partner at home or a laugh with your kids? If you're not laughing with your kids, there's not enough rapport in your system and you're taking away from yourself the thing that soothes you. Mm. Um, so we've got to get back to those things. And, of course, those very things, see what we're tapping into there is the connectedness that you have with other people is going to soothe you. But, of course, we've got to end the disenchantment that we have in our world and our lives with God. We've got to get back to uh, a rapport and a synchrony and feeling the love, as it were, mm. uh, attuning to God, and experiencing time with Him as an up, have, experiencing that as an uplifting. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Donna, that's brilliant. Um, I want to finish today just by nudging people towards your book, which we'll put on the link. It's called The Reconnected Heart. It's excellent. Um, uh, yeah, it's been really helpful for me just in thinking through. Uh, my own life and my own connections and where I feel pressure points and so I want to recommend it highly. It's excellent. Thank you very much for your time today. Privilege to be asked. All right to be here. Thank you.